Laura Elizabeth Watson was a researcher aboard the NOAA vessel Odysseus. Twenty hours ago, an asteroid crashed into the Atlantic, thirty miles due east of Baltimore, Maryland. Laura was on loan to NOAA by NASA. She was the world's leading expert on deep space mineralogy, having studied tens of thousands of deep space meteors. They'd been sent to recover this meteor, the technical term for an asteroid once it had made landfall on the planet, because it was different than anything else they'd ever seen. In the Northern Hemisphere in early June, meteorites typically fall from the north to the south. This wasn't always the case. It was just typical of that particular yearly meteor shower, when the Earth passed through the remnants of a large asteroid that impacted Deimos, the irregularly shaped smaller moon of Mars. Many of those Deimosian shower meteorites were actually part of that moon, as well as the asteroid that impacted it. This meteor, however, had come from east to west, which meant it had come from deep space. Some deep space meteors contained an ultra-rare, ultra-heavy mineral called argemonium, which NASA had been experimenting with in the use of a new, top-secret fission propulsion system. Laura's salary was secure because she was able to find more agrimonium than anyone else. It was estimated that there were less than 12 grams of the mineral on the entire planet. Laura had retrieved 5 grams of it herself. NASA needed 2 more grams to power their new engine prototype. Just 8 grams of this mineral would provide propulsion and life support to get 12 men from the Earth to Mars and home in under a year. Finding another two grams would secure her place in history and propel NASA and the United States of America back to its rightful place as the forerunners of space exploration. The exact coordinates of impact were recorded by every telescope even remotely under control or coercion of the U.S. government. The ship's captain, James Watley, calculated the trajectory underwater using up-to-the-minute current calculations and was now circling the spot three-quarters of a mile away from the impact site where the meteor sat on the bottom of the ocean, 4,124 feet down. The ROV drivers Penelope Stevens and Raul Santiago were in place, creating the final preparations for the deep-sea, remotely-operated vehicle to start the recovery process. Their mission was to dig a tunnel under the meteor, secure the cargo netting, and inflate the airbags that would bring the celestial body to the surface. A large crane stood ready on the deck to lift the meteor onto the boat. It took seven hours for the ROV crew to raise the meteor to the deck. The operation went as smoothly as it could have. As it cleared the water, Laura was waiting with an electron spectroscope to scan the find for argemonium. If there was any, the U.S. government would seize the rock for transport back to her lab. If none were found, it would go to NOAA for display in a museum or further study. The instant the rock was securely on deck, Laura stepped forward with the probe of her spectroscope, watching the infrared screen intently. She was watching so intently, in fact, that she didn't notice the surface of the rock seeming to move as she approached. She poked the mound with the probe, surprised to find it almost soft, certainly softer than any meteor she'd ever discovered. On the third probe, she began to see significant readings on her spectroscope and looked away from the screen at the rock.
It had a core of argemonium, almost nine inches in diameter, roughly the size of a basketball. The mineral weighed 14 grams per cubic centimeter. A core that size would weigh over 200 pounds. This was enough material for faster-than-light interstellar travel.